welcome back to Screen Mania. My name is Dan, and I'm not joined this week, unfortunately, by my good buddy Keith. Uh, we weren't able to get an episode out last week because I was on holiday, um, and then this week Keith's had a lot going on, um, and we've just not been able to find time to work. So we thought, you know what? Um, I'll just do a solo episode when I have a minute. I've found a minute. So I'm sitting down to record an episode just to talk about some news topics. And I think this will actually work out much better because next week we've got two shows that we want to talk about. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power and Midnight Club um, that we want to talk about next week. So that's probably going to take a big amount of our time. So getting through some news stories will probably be today solo will probably be a good a good thing. Um, yeah, I went on holiday went to Tenerife had a fantastic time uh so hot out there at the moment still um much preferable to uh to Britain at the moment I think uh the weather we've been having here since I've been back been much uh much of a downgrade but hey it it is what it is that's just classic British weather for you I guess um but yeah let's uh let's get into some some news, some some news topics. I've quite a few things to talk about that have come out over the last few weeks. Um, in the last couple of weeks since we last did an episode, uh, this movie got announced and it's already started shooting, uh, which is Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, uh, which has started shooting in Australia. Um, and it's being directed by Wes Ball, uh, who did the Maze Runner trilogy. Uh, and it will star Owen Teague, uh, from it, uh, Freya Allen, who's known from The Witcher, uh, Peter McCon uh, from The Orville, Ika Darville from Jessica Jones, uh, and Kevin Durand. Uh, I, I feel like I know Kevin Durand from a lot of other things, but it's got The Strain in this article that I'm reading. So, Kevin Durand from The Strain. Um, and the screenplay has been written by Josh Friedman, who wrote War of the Worlds, Rick Jaffa, uh, and Amanda Silver, who did Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and Patrick Ason. Who did Prey uh, and uh, Joe Hartwick Jr., uh, Rick Jaffa, Amanda Silver, and Jason Reed, all as producers. Um, so yeah, this is um, this is very interesting. This got announced and is already shooting in the last couple of weeks, which is uh, crazy. But it's going to be in the same continuity as the. Uh, rise through to war of the planet of the apes uh, saga which i'm very excited about i've been hoping that they were going to carry on with this uh, world for a few years with this continuity um i love those movies rise through to war got to be in the conversation for one of the all-time best trilogies uh, at this point um and the fact that they've got some of the writers from rise of the planet of the apes uh in rick jaffa and amanda silver uh, on to do this is great uh, Patrick Aeson who did Pre- Prey I thought was a great movie and War of the Worlds is is okay I like War of the Worlds I don't love it but I do think it's a good movie I think it's a pretty solid movie so I think that's a good combination of people writing the screenplay um, and in terms of you know the uh, the actors Freya Allen is great in The Witcher um, and Ica Darv- Eka uh, Darville uh, great in Jessica Jones um so yeah some good people in the cast um i am not familiar with wes ball uh because i haven't seen uh the maze run trilogy uh i've actually heard surprisingly good things about it but 
it just seemed to me like a Hunger Games ripoff. And at the time, I just didn't really care. But now that um, now that he's directing this, I might check out the Maze Runner trilogy. See see how see how it is. See what it's all about. See how that affects my excitement for this movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, look, Matt Reeves is kind of moving on to do you know all of his own thing. He's doing the Batman, and he's got you know a, a first look deal with Warner Brothers. So he's going to be kind of working with them for the foreseeable future on on batman related stuff and also just kind of whatever else he wants to do over there so um but look i think it's good to get some as much as i love i love what matt rears did with uh dawn and war of the planet of the apes but i do think it's good to get some fresh eyes fresh blood into into it so i think that you know not having seen wes ball's work i'm excited at the moment uh maybe i'll watch the maze runner um trilogy and and think differently but i think you know with the people that are writing the movie you know providing he's a competent director i think that's uh you know he's gonna struggle to do misstep two badly considering there's some strong people writing the movie some strong performers in the movie i i see at the moment no reason not to be excited about this uh this new movie um and obviously look I, I'm very interested to see where they go because the, this is presumably, I think, going to be set kind of a while, uh, with a time gap, you know, with a time jump between War of the Planet of the Apes and these uh, and these new movies. Will there be any humans at all? I would be so interested to see one of these movies with no human characters in it, just apes. Uh, I think that would be I think that would be so interesting. I think that would be great. I think that would be sick. I think that Hollywood producers have this weird um, idea that people won't care if there's no humans and if there's no human characters. And I I don't think that's the case. I think as long as you've got good relatable characters, it doesn't matter if they're human or not. Um, and look, these are these are I I think that. They created some relatable characters in the apes in these uh, in the original three um, of the of this continuity, you know, with rise through war. I think they, they created some very relatable ape characters. Um, so I think, yeah, I see no reason not to give it a go, give it a whirl, give it a, a try with just some just ape characters. I think that would be so interesting to see. Um, and then maybe kind of if they're going the route of where this is going to meet up uh, with the kind of original uh, Charlton Heston movie, uh, the original Planet of the Apes, kind of that uh, story, and they're going to sort of retell that story. Um, you know, I think maybe, you know, kind of introduce that element towards the end or even in maybe not in this movie at all. Make this all about the apes and how the apes live together. I'd be so interested to see that. Um, you know, maybe there's factions of the apes now. Um, you know, I'd be so interested. Um, I also wonder if they'll consider getting Andy Serkis back. Because, obviously, Caesar died, I, you know, we're led to believe he dies at the end of War of the Planet of the Apes. And I, I think that is what happens. You know, he dies at the end of that movie. Spoilers. Um, for that movie that's a few years old now. Um, but yeah, even though, but like... They don't have to have him back as Caesar. They could have him back as another ape. And I think he just knows this technology, the motion capture technology so well. I think that there's no reason not to have him back, in my opinion. 
Um, I think that would be it'd be interesting to see him come back and and give a take on a different character. Make it put it have him play a, an ape character that's so wildly different from Caesar. That would be interesting. I'd, I'd that would be interesting to see as well. Uh, I, d I don't think they will. I think they're going to try and make this a whole kind of separate thing, not separate in terms of like continuity, but separate in terms of like new people, new blood in it. But yeah, I think I, I see no reason why you couldn't get Andy Serkis back if you wanted to come back though um, and play a different character or have him play a human character. He's a great actor in his own right without the motion capture. So I see no reason why they, if they did want to have human characters in this, why you couldn't have Andy Serkis come back and play a human character. Um, I don't think they would. I think if he was coming back, he would come back to play an ape. But um, yeah, super excited for this at the moment. Like I said, nothing jumps out to me to concern me about it so but again maybe i'll watch uh, the maze runner movies and and rethink that position but at the moment i'm excited looking forward to more movies uh, more planet of the ape movies um hopefully they can live up to the uh, to the legacy of uh, the rise through war trilogy so yeah moving on to uh the next story um the rock the Rock's been talking about Black Adam, and at this point, it's no longer a tease. The, um, so I guess what I've put in here is no longer a tease. Is you know he's teased Superman is what I've put in the thing. But look, spoilers for Black Adam, uh, a movie I have not seen, but I'm somehow able to spoil because Twitter is awful that way. Um, yeah. Uh, Superman, Henry Cavill, he's back as Superman in a post-credit scene. By the looks of it, I haven't watched the post-credit scene, but I've seen it come up. I've seen screenshots from it come up, so I've not been able to avoid that. But I haven't watched the scene because I do want to watch the scene and know what's going to happen, uh, what sort of exchange they're going to have in the, um, you know, in the actual movie when I go to see it. But yeah, Henry Cavill back as Superman post-credit scene it's exciting very exciting um i've been wanting henry cavill to be confirmed as still superman for a while i any issues i i have and i i love man of steel and i very very much enjoy Zack snyder's justice league like i've said before batman vs superman is the only kind of dip for me in in that trilogy um and i have some issues with with you know the way superman is portrayed in that movie that's one of the reasons why i'm not as much of a fan of that movie but i do love henry cavill and what he brings to the table with superman so i'm so happy that he is still there the cape is still in his closet uh, as he has said before and i'm super excited about that uh, this is nothing but good news in my opinion that he is back and by the sounds of it they're teasing black adam versus superman i'd like to see black adam versus shazam first um considering that's the you know he's the character that is that he's a villain for the black adam's a villain for is shazam but then i don't know maybe you know maybe that could be the third maybe that could be another uh, uh, another movie maybe they work up to that you know maybe they do do superman versus black adam first and then kind of um lead into superman and shazam teaming up i think that would be interesting um but yeah in terms of henry cavill being back as superman 
super excited, super thrilled uh, to know that he is still donning the cape. Because um, I do think he does a very good job uh, every time he puts the cape on. You know, he does a great job with whatever he's given. I don't always, I haven't always loved what he's been given. I've loved a lot of it, but not all of it. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited to know that he is still donning the cape. Know that they're not just going to be having a headless Superman in every single DCEU movie is an exciting prospect. You know, one that's actually got a face is very exciting. I'm, I'm super happy that Henry's still on as Superman. Can't wait to see more movies with him in it. Um, yeah, this is great. Great news that Henry Cavill is back as Superman. I love it. I love it. Um... And then on some stuff I don't love as much. Um, so look, Ezra Miller has come back to um, film some some pickups for the Flash. Uh, they had a, an apology a few a few weeks ago. They made an apology about their like actions and things like that and it's now been learned Ezra Miller shot a day of pickups last week on the Warner Brothers lot for the standalone The Flash movie. The rap has exclusively learned. The Flash is expected to reset Warner Brothers DC movie timeline and set a new stage for DC films going forward. According to an insider with knowledge of the project, the film has been testing positively. Miller and their agent met with Warner Brothers uh, film heads back in August in what the rap has learned was described as a very positive meeting about the future of the upcoming DC film, The Flash. Um, so look, I said a while ago, I think on our first episode, that I did not think that Ezra Miller will be carrying on as The Flash after this movie. I still don't know if I have changed my opinion on that i don't know if this makes me think that they will be back beyond this movie at the end of the day they were never going to re uh reshoot this movie to make ezra miller completely not the flash they were always going to be the flash in this movie regardless of what's happened with them and you know what has allegedly happened with them they were always going to be the Flash in this movie. So this, if so, therefore, if pickups are needed and reshoots are needed for the Flash, they are obviously going to be the person coming back to play the Flash. I still don't know if I believe that they will continue to be the Flash beyond um, beyond this movie. And, and the flash is still due to come out uh, next next June uh, it's not changing its release date uh, June 23rd 2023 it's still slated to come out they haven't changed anything about that and I don't think they will you know I think at the moment Warner Brothers are probably waiting to see exactly how the public is feeling about Ezra by the time the movie comes out and they need to start doing press for it if they think that they can just keep Ezra in it uh, and have them come out and do uh, press for it, they will. You know, they don't care about (laughs) 
any moral uh, implication of having, you know, keeping Ezra on as the Flash. As if they think that that's what's going to make the money, that Ezra still being the Flash is going to make the money, Ezra is going to stay as the Flash. Now, again, maybe some decisions have already been made about whether or not they will continue to be the Flash post this movie. And there's obviously ways that this can be done without inflating the budget too much. At the end of the movie, Ezra is no longer the Flash. Uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I'm not ready to say that I am, you know, changing my mind that Ezra will carry on being the Flash. I think that they will. I think for this movie, I think that they will obviously be the Flash. But like, I don't know if I believe that they will carry on afterwards. But we'll have to wait and see. Like I said, if Warner Brothers think that they're going to be able to make money with Ezra as the Flash, then they're going to carry on with Ezra as the Flash. And... You know, from what it sounds like, the movie is testing really well. You know, I've heard a few people say that they've heard from people that have seen the movie that it's it's really good. And that is kind of confirmed. That is at least confirmed by Ezra still at the moment being The Flash. You know, that is definitely kind of, you know, you if they thought that this was going to be a disaster, they would cancel the movie like they did with uh, Batgirl. Or they would do a lot of reshoots and they would even maybe take them out. You know, take out Ezra. But so far they haven't. So that leans in the movie's favour of at least it's good. Only time will tell, but I I hope the movie is good. I don't want to go to a movie that's bad. And I want a Flash movie that... I want to have a good Flash movie. Um... So look, we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. Like I said, if, if at the end of the day they think they can still make money with Ezra as the Flash, then they will stay put. Um, but who knows? Who knows at the end of the day? Only time will tell. Um, so, moving on. New trailers. Uh, so there's a new trailer for uh, Wakanda Forever. Uh next black panther movie um got to see a lot more of namor in this one we got to see his his winged shoes which was exciting uh i love what i will say that i do really love in marvel phase four even though i haven't loved everything they've done what i do love is they they're leaning so much more into comic booky which i I love that. I feel like for a while Marvel was maybe ashamed of the fact that they came from comics. That these characters came from comics. But now I feel like, you know what? No, we're leaning into it. Let's lean into the weird, the, the wonderful that's in comics. Um, and yeah, so I think Namor, Namor looks great. I'm very excited uh, to see this character come to life uh, in this movie. Um, everything about this movie looks great. It looks it looks beautifully shot uh the special effects look great which i mean we've had some ropey ones in mcu stuff recently but in this it looks fantastic the special effects look great um so i'm very excited for that and we got to see a glimpse of uh, a proper glimpse of the new black panther suit no confirmation yet of who it is going to be in the suit i think 
think they're leaning towards Shuri. Maybe this is them trying to, you know, play us and lure us into a full sense of who it's going to be. I, I think it's probably going to be Shuri. And my my issues with Shuri being Black Panther is really nothing to do with the character of Shuri. I think if anyone else was playing Shuri, someone who hadn't gone on like an anti-vax kind of thing, uh, then I would be thrilled that that was the character. But I do think that, you know, because of the actor playing Shuri, that has tainted my view slightly. But the character itself is a worthy character to take up the mantle of Black Panther. It makes a lot of sense. She's the sister of T'Challa. Um, so, yeah, I, th I think it would make a lot of sense if she was. But um, I think there's there's still some, some other, you know, it could still be um, some other characters. But um, it's probably going to be Shuri. It's definitely, it definitely looks like it's, um, you know, one of the ladies in the movie. Um, again, look, uh, <laughs> put Angela Bassett in the in the suit. Um, if it was up to me, I would 100% have um, <laughs> have Angela Bassett don the suit for uh, for this. Um, uh, for this movie um, but you know I, I don't think they'll go that way sadly um, as much as I would love it absolutely love it, um, it I don't think that that's the direction they're going to go um, but I, I think it's most likely Shuri maybe maybe um the Peter Nyong'o's character, um, but I, I, I think it's probably, you know, I don't think it's going to be Nakia, I, I think it's probably going to be Shiri, but look, they could throw some some surprises, um, in terms of the suit, I think it looks cool, I think it's a bit too over-designed for my personal taste, um, I, the thing I love about Black Panther's original suit was how simple it was, it looked great, um, so I would prefer for them to go for a simpler design, but I think they've obviously got to differentiate it to make it clear this is a new Black Panther. So, you know, we'll, we'll see about that. But, um, yeah, this trailer looks great. I'm super excited, uh, to see this movie, uh, when it comes out. I think it's going to be great based on everything we've seen so far. 11th of November, can't come soon enough looking forward to seeing uh this movie and then on to the last trailer of the day to talk about um super mario trailer so i thought that this movie i thought this trailer was great for the first like minute and a half you know, I thought all the stuff with the with Bowser and the penguins, uh, I thought that stuff was great. I thought it was, it made me laugh. I thought it was great. And then Mario turns up, the title character turns up, <laughs> and out comes Chris Pratt's voice, sounding like it's the first time he's read any of the lines. In my opinion, I just, he, I don't think any effort was made there. It just sounded like Chris Pratt, and again, it was. I, I, re I refuse to believe that those were the best line reads that he did. Like, really? That's the best. 
Um, yeah, I, 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 that really took me out of it. Um, I've seen some stuff about, you know, someone wrote an article which was like, we don't want to see a whole movie of Mario going, woohoo! Like, A, and like, that's why that Chris Pratt's doing it, not the, um, you know, the original, uh, voice actor. But like, this voice, the, I, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but like, um, he's a great voice actor. He doesn't just do uh, Mario, Charles uh, Martinet. Um, like, he doesn't just do that. He does. He's done so many great characters, and like, he can do, uh, like, he could do a, a more serious version of that if that's what you wanted. A, like a less. You know, I mean, it's a—it's a children's cartoon anyway, so I don't see how serious. You, I, I don't think it get that serious anyway. But like, just you know, if you wanted it toned down a bit, he could do that. Um, and then I, I heard like the French dub of the trailer, and like it sounded much better than, and more accurate than this did. You know, than him going Mushroom City, here we come. Like that went a bit like what's John, John Lovitz but like um, but yeah I, I just thought that that was it really took me out of it really didn't think it was a, a good voice for Mario um, and everyone else is so good right Black uh, Jack Black so good I think that Seth Rogen is going to do great as Donkey Kong uh, Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach could be great. Charles Day as Luigi. That's like such good casting. And then Chris Pratt as Mario. Who's reading the lines for the first time. Good stuff. Great. Um, and look. This is. He bet. There aren't that many lines in the trailer to judge it off of. In all fairness. Maybe in the full movie it won't be so, uh, so bad. But like. Yeah. I, I, I thought the animation was great. Uh, I thought it looked I thought it looked really great. I thought it looked like how a Mario world should look. Super Mario world should look. But there, yeah, that just took it out of me. Took it, took it out, uh, took me out of it. And yeah, just wasn't wasn't a fan from that point onwards. But yeah, the first minute and a half, more of that, please. More of that. I thought that was great. Um, and that's what I hope the movie is more of. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, those are all kind of the news topics that I wanted to cover today. I did just want to touch on, uh, I guess this is the Great Many Things segment now. Um, I just wanted to touch on uh, Werewolf by Night. Uh, I'm not going to go too spoilery because I do want to get Keith's viewpoint on it uh, in the next episode as well. So maybe we'll do more spoilery talk next week. But I thought, just to give some non-spoiler thoughts, I thought this was great. I thought this was easily the best MCU thing to come out this year. Um, and look, admittedly, I haven't watched She-Hulk or Ms. Marvel yet, so but I thought this was better than Moon Knight. I thought this was better than both the other movies that came out, both Doctor Strange and Thor Love and Thunder. I thought this was better than both of them. Uh, Michael Giacchino directing this is... Um, directorial debut he's obviously mostly known uh, for his uh, composing work on film scores but he obviously did the film score for this as well but yeah just a great such a strong 
directorial debut here you know uh, I thought it was great um, and I'd, I'd, I'd be so interested to know and someone's probably asked him this question in an interview already but I'd be so interested to know if like the composing process was any different for him also doing the directing like did he know when he was like directing scenes did he already know what he wanted the music to sound like like I'd, I'd be so interested to know if that made any difference to him but I thought the cast was great uh, Gail Garcia uh, Bernal great job uh laura donnelly fantastic um just casted a fantastic job um and yeah uh you know to, to this is a little spoilery but like the 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 practical effects they did for for when he was the werewolf i thought that was great when jack was the werewolf i thought that was fantastic i thought it looked great i thought yes practical practical effects this is how this should be done obvious throwback to like the universal monster movies of old like it was awesome loved it and there's a pretty big there's another character which i again i think i don't think it's a spoiler that this character's in it but like man things in it and like the effects for man thing so so good some of the best special effects we've seen from the mcu in quite a while very exciting to see that um so yeah, that was. I, I thought this thing was fantastic. I think me and Keith will probably go a bit more spoilery next week, but yeah, man, I just thought this was such a cool thing. More of these like special presentations. I want Star Wars to start doing these special presentations. Um, you know, I thought that was great. And like, I think Werewolf by Night achieved more in 50 minutes than some of these MCU shows have achieved in like five or six hours um which just goes to show like you know you can have it's all well and good saying on tv shows you've got the time to really dive deep into these characters but like at the end of the day if you're not using that time well it's not going to be as good as a tight 50 minutes that is used well um so yeah i'd love to see more of these like special presentations that they they uh like this um i think that the Guardians Christmas special is going to be one of these. That's exciting. Looking forward to that even more so now, having watched this. Um, and yeah, this is this was great. I loved it. And again, like I said, I'd love it if Star Wars started doing things like this as well. Uh, as much as I'm loving like Andor and um, you know some of the other shows, like give do a 50 minute Star Wars story. I think that would you know it would work very well. Um, I think the budget works better, like works so well for this as well because you know you're not trying to stretch your budget out across five episodes, five or six episodes, or, or what have you. You know, just a tight 50 minutes, and the budget works so well for it. Um, yeah, right, again, we'll talk about it a bit more next week. But Werewolf by Night, big success for me. Absolutely loved it. I'm going to be telling everyone I know that hasn't watched it to watch it. Um, yeah, I had such a good time with this thing. I thought it was so much fun, so enjoyable. Um, so yeah, that's Werewolf by Night. A uh, bit of a shorter episode this week. Like I said, I mean, it's just me, so I don't have anyone, to, I don't have Keith to bounce off of and uh, also get his views on these things. Um, but I, I'm sure that, uh, <laughs> I'm sure he would uh, agree with a lot of the things I said because I'm right, just in general, I'm right. So that's that's 
massively incorrect. But uh, yeah, look, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ScreenManiaPod. Uh, let me know. I'd love to know what you think of these news stories. I'd love to know what you think of Werewolf by Night. Uh, next episode, we'll be talking about the Midnight Club and Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. So let us know what you think of that. I'd be so interested to see what people are making of, of those shows uh, ahead of talking about them. And yeah, look, I've been Dan. Uh, this has been Screen Mania. We love you guys. See you on the next one. Bye-bye.